Hello. Welcome to the Conservative Hour, an hour of anti-conservative movement, call-in talk radio. Apparently, this is Telephone Day, April 25th, something to do with Alexander Graham Bell first getting his version of the telephone to work. A good day to use the telephone to call in. Phone number here is 402-474-5086. Adjusting the sound. That's better. And the topic for this Tuesday, April 25th, 2023, is the Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023 election in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes, there's going to be an election. And for information on the election, there's the Lancaster County Election Commission. You can see a sample ballot, also early vote application, Deadline has passed for getting that uh, requested by mail, but you can still request it in person until uh, Monday, May 5th at 5 p.m. Also, for assistance on uh, figuring out who's who when it comes to airport authority or Lincoln Public Schools or even the city council races. There's uh, on Lancaster County Democratic Party and also Lancaster County Republican Party. They have helpful guides to help you figure out who's who. That's both on Facebook and also their websites. If you just look up Lancaster County Democratic Party or Lancaster County Republican Party. On the Lancaster County Democratic Party page, it has Learon Gaylor Baird for mayor. For the city council, districts 1, 2, 3, and 4. District 1 has James Michael Bowers. District 2, Bailey Pete. It's uh, F-E-I-T. Not sure how to pronounce that exactly. District 3, Justin Carlson. And District 4, Brody Weber. <coughs> Airport Authority, Vanessa Emlich. And Nathan Janowitz. Janowitz. Lincoln Public Schools, uh, Payush Srivastav. District 2, Annie Mumgard, District 4, and Bob Rauner, District 6. Then on the 2023 uh, Republican Candidates in Lincoln page on uh, the uh, Re Lancaster County Republican Party Facebook page has uh, Susan Geist for mayor, and uh, also lists the Lincoln City Council candidates. 
Lincoln Airport Authority candidates, and Lincoln Public School Board candidates. Start off with, well, last week's topic was, uh, what was last week's topic? Let me look that up. I had it written down, but I left it in the bag in the other room. Something to do with uh, the actual crime rate in Lincoln, <clears throat> since that's been an issue. Yeah, last week it was uh, comparing crime statistics and discussing causes and effects. And used an article from the Journal Star, Is Violent Crime Rising in Lincoln? Not Really Data Shows. And often in talking about this, I've compared Lincoln to other cities in Nebraska. Looking for the most dangerous cities in Nebraska. Most dangerous of all. Well, this is from uh, Longview News Journal. It's actually a reprint of an article from a Lincoln Journal Star from uh, their website, and it says it's <clears throat> updated April 23rd, 2023. So fairly up-to-date information. And uh, it's the top six most dangerous cities. First most dangerous city, Omaha, number one. Then second, Brand Island. Uh, Lincoln at number three. North Platte at four. And South Sioux City at, uh, what did I skip over? At six. Must have skipped over five. Oh, this skips over five. Anyway, and there's other articles and uh, compilations of lists. Let's take a look at another one here. There's uh, another one, Most Dangerous Cities in Nebraska. As the Well, anyway, the main point I would make is that uh, there's one bigger and several smaller cities where the crime rate is uh, higher than in Lincoln. And I believe they all have Republican mayor, so there's been an attempt to oh, do a cause and effect uh, comparison saying that uh, Democratic mayor causes more crime. But that's not really the case. And you'd think that the second largest city in the state would have the uh, second largest amount of crime, but that's also not case. Uh, anyway. Then there's also the handling of the protests and uh, comparing that to how Omaha handled the protests at the Battle of Farnham Street Bridge where those jaywalking the street, were trapped on a bridge, held there for arrest. Now, 
if they'd just been asked to disperse, they actually wanted to disperse. And eventually, judge threw out the charges, and the city got sued for handling the protests that way. So there's been complaints about the way uh, Mayor Leon Gaylor Baird handled the protests by uh, actually talking with the protesters and uh, attempting to pacify them somewhat. Oh, also, someone got shot and killed in the Omaha protest, and then the shooter later on shot themselves. I wouldn't say that's a better outcome than what we had in Lincoln with, uh, yeah, some rioting, some vandalism. And I've always said that uh, riots just turn people against whatever cause the people are uh, supposedly rioting about. Difficult to control people sometimes. But, uh, yeah, at the time I did blame the organizers for not setting it up so that was less likely to happen, such as not going on so late and uh, <clears throat> a bit more of uh, keeping an, a watch and control on what people are doing. Of course, I don't think uh, even... Uh, remember with UNL Normal Hemp, there was once someone from out of town coming through on a tour, wanted us to uh, block the street in front of the Capitol. We looked at them like they were crazy because you know, we'd have rallies and concerts and there's always uh, very good relations with the police and uh, very happy uh, atmosphere amongst the crowd and people were driving by and honking in support of uh, us and our signs. So, no, we didn't... Don't think that... Uh, Blocking traffic as a way of getting attention is uh, kind of a bit of desperation. And uh, you could really do a lot more to get uh, good positive coverage, such as uh, studies that showed when you have peaceful protests, it actually gets people uh, more to want to support your cause. But I digress. So, uh, yeah, there's that slam that uh, somehow having... Democratic mayor piggybacking on the uh, conservative movement national drive to say the crime is Democrats' fault and that uh, and what do they propose? Well, it's always cuffs off the cops whereas case could be made that maybe having a uh, more oversight and accountability encourages community trust and cooperation with the police and making for a safer society, whereas cuffs off the cops could uh, be more of a fearful situation where people uh, do not want to support their local police, state police, national police, whatever police. Anyway, on to an article about the mayor's race. Lincoln mayoral candidates Gaylor Baird and Geist trade jabs over which is best for business. 
Lincoln Chamber Forum features sharpest criticism of general election race so far. Oh, and then there's economics. The uh, core agenda of the conservative movement always, and this is something you can't be a conservative without uh, supporting, uh, the agenda is uh, that, well, uh, the wealthier you are, the more is the case that you're paying way too much in taxes, and the poorer you are, uh, the case is that uh, you're not paying nearly enough in taxes. So it's always to move the tax burden off of the richer minority and onto the poorer majority. While at the same time, wanting to cut all public services, protections, benefits. So you're talking about the majority of people having to pay more and get less. And if you've ever seen any of the old Robin Hood movies or any of the classic heroes, well, you don't see them robbing from the poor to give to the rich. That would be the Sheriff of Nottingham who I believe was uh, a villain. But there you go. That's that uh, liberal modernity, uh, the wokeness of uh, the uh, 17th century. Or earlier, if you go back to Greco-Roman democracy, recognition of uh, rights, perhaps going back even further than that. So how do you sell that? Well, you really have to lie a lot. First, you have to say, well, this will lead to greater prosperity and a higher standard of living for everyone. That the job creators will create jobs and money and low prices will just rain down on you. Well, that didn't happen. Not, not really. So then the next thing was that it's the principle of the thing. That uh, it's not right that uh, the poor should take from the rich or that the rich should give to the poor. Oh, heaven forbid. And would often uh, you know, bring heaven into the argument for all slavery times, people would say the Bible supported slavery, and abolitionists would say the Bible supported abolition, so they can certainly do that prosperity gospel thing of saying that, uh, well, you know, that the wealthy, they deserve luxury and ease because they've earned it, whereas the poor, well, that's their moral failing that has them where they are, and the more punishment that uh, rains down upon them, well, the more they will be encouraged to work harder and better their situation. Of course, it's a lot easier to better your situation if you're not having the tax burden pushed onto you while having all public services, protections, and benefits cut. Anyway, so now they've gotten to making the case by saying, well, pain is good. You know, the more pain... Hard times make hard men, so, you know, with conservatism, at least for those who aren't on the top, 
And we must pity them because, oh, their soft life is making them soft and no pity, pity the poor, wealthy, and powerful. Uh, and that the poor, well, it's, it's a benefit to them to have uh, life be harsh because that will make them hard and tough, keen and uh, enterprising and all that nonsense. Show. Lincoln mayoral candidates Gaylor Baird and Geis trade jabs over which is best for business. Lincoln Chamber Forum features sharpest criticism of general election race so far. It's by Aaron Sandiford from April 13th, 2023, and it's uh, in the Nebraska Examiner at nebraskaexaminer.com. Lincoln. Mayor Learon Gaylor Baird told more than 200 people at a candidate forum Thursday that her opponent, former state Senator Susan Geist, is bad for business, while Geist described Lincoln under Gaylor Baird's watch as a harder place to do business than it should be. Gaylor Baird said Geist's legislative record could cost the city young talent and growth. Geist said she would work to make City Hall a friendlier place to builders and developers and make Lincoln a more affordable place to buy a home. The two faced off for the first time as general election opponents Thursday at the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce event. Mayor takes a shot. Oh, did they have uh, shots set up? No, no not what they mean. I'm sure they weren't uh, using pistols either. Uh, during closing arguments, Gaylor Baird hit Geist with the sharpest criticism either candidate has lobbed during a race marked by outside advertising against Gaylor Baird from a third-party group funded by some of Geist's top supporters. The mayor said legislation Geist supports makes it harder for the mayor and business partners to attract and keep young professionals. She pointed to bills targeting, quote, women and our LGBTQ friends and neighbors. She called Geist's support for anti-abortion and anti-trans bills in the legislature harmful. Gaylor Baird expanded on her statement during a follow-up interview, adding that Geist's initial votes supporting legislation legalizing carrying concealed handguns without training or a permit were bad for local police and public safety. On a later round of debate, Geist voted present, but not voting. Geist responds, Geist, who was endorsed by the Lincoln Police Union, said law enforcement leaders had raised questions about the bill's impact in cities. Gaylor Baird was endorsed by the Lincoln Firefighters Association. Quote, Her voting record at the state capitol makes it clear that her priorities are not our shared priorities, Gaylor Baird told the Nebraska Examiner. They hurt Lincoln and they hurt Nebraska. Geist, who resigned last week from her legislative seat representing Southeast Lincoln, called the mayor's criticisms a, quote, distraction. Geist said she would remain true to her, to her, quote, core values if she gets to City Hall, 
But once there, she said she would focus on city issues, not divisive ones. City issues or divisive ones? Question mark. When asked why voters should trust that Geist would govern differently on divisive issues at the city level than she has at the state house, Geist said she supported abortion bans and legislation aimed at outlawing gender-affirming care for trans minors because they were state issues. Both weigh in on outside ads. Talking with reporters after the forum, Geist criticized the tone of third-party ads against Gaylor Baird, but she declined to call on her supporters to stop airing them. She referenced one of the latest ads from an outside group which questions whether Gaylord Baird lives in Lincoln. Quote, That is not my character, Geist said. It's not who I am. I know the mayor has a city address, and actually, to me, that is a non-issue. That's another thing that just is a distraction. Dot, dot, dot. I think 80% to 90% of the public longs for leadership that is uniting and not divisive. Gaylor Baird has acknowledged that her family has a vacation home in the Ashland area, which the ad insinuates is where she lives. Her campaign issued a statement recently clarifying that she and her family live and work in Lincoln. She said that Geist should denounce the ads more strongly and that the public understands who is behind them. Backers of the main outside group funding the ads, together in Nebraska, include Geist donors Tom Peed, a Sandhills publishing executive, and U.S. Senator Pete Ricketts, a Republican Nebraska. Quote, I'm going to be focused on public safety, on building our infrastructure, on making this an inclusive community where everyone has the opportunity to build their lives and livelihoods, Ayler Baird said. That's how we grow a city. End quote. And that article can be found under the headline, Lincoln Mayoral Mayoral candidates, Gaylor Baird and Geist, trade jabs over which is best for business. That's from NebraskaExaminer.com. And the phone number here is 402-474-5086. And uh, call in. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll put you immediately live on the air on the Servative Hour on KZUM. And uh, I'm going to play a song now. I think this is, uh, if I remember, Night Clubbing by uh, Iggy Pop. And the Servative Hour is followed by a show called The Groove Machine, which is on from midnight until 2 a.m. Wednesday morning, featuring modern Christian rock music. That's the Groove Machine starting after this show at midnight. And the weather is now 55 degrees Fahrenheit, partly cloudy, 
suddenly slight wind, uh, actually no wind, with occasional gusts to 5 miles per hour. And uh, tomorrow's temperatures forecast to be warmer than today. Tonight there'll be a low of 43 degrees, and tomorrow a high of 70 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, the topic is <clears throat> the Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023 uh, election in Lincoln, Nebraska. I mentioned you can go to Lancaster County Election Commission to get uh, information on polling places, uh, early uh, voter ballot, for which you would have to apply in person now, the request by mail having... Uh, ended Friday, April 21st, and uh, can request in person uh, up until 5 p.m. on uh, Monday, May 1st. Then you can have someone go in and get a ballot for you on Election Day, uh, Tuesday, May 2nd, and that person they refer to as an agent. An agent, I'll read from it. An agent may assist up to two voters by completing and submitting the early vote application on the behalf, on their behalf. A candidate or a member of a candidate campaign committee can only assist their own family. And for knowing about who to vote for, on the Lancaster County Democratic Party Facebook page and Lancaster County Democratic uh, Party website have uh, posted information on all the candidates they're supporting. Uh, Learon Gaylor-Baird for mayor, uh, for Lincoln Public Schools, Payush Shrivastav, District 2, Annie Mumgard, District 4, Bob Rauner, District 6, Airport Authority, Vanessa Emlich, and uh, Nathan Janel-Lewitz, and uh, City Council, District 1, James Michael Bowers, District 2, Bailey Fight, uh, District 3, Justin Carlson, District 4, Brode Weber, and then on the uh, Republican County, Lancaster County Republican Party, Facebook page and website. They have their own uh, 2023 Republican candidates in Lincoln. Show. Those are there for your use. And I'll just click off on them since that's the last time I'll use them this show. Alright. Uh, debunking Susan Geist's mendacious claims. It's by Dennis Crawford from uh, denniscrawford.medium.com from April 24th. And I'll just skip down to uh, the middle of the article here. While many parts of the nation are awash in gun violence and crime, Lincoln is enjoying its lowest crime rate in 30 years. On November 1st, 2022, GOP County Attorney Pat Condon told the voters, quote, I mean, Lincoln generally is a safe place, end quote. Even though Lincoln is a safe city, 
Susan Geist, has run a desperate deceptive campaign falsely alleging that Lincoln is a crime-ridden dystopian hellhole. The normally incurious local press usually doesn't do fact checks. However, because Geist's campaign is so dishonest, 1011 News felt compelled to do a fact check. The details are as follows. Quote, Political attack ads targeted current toward current Mayor Learon Gaylor Baird say violent felonies are skyrocketing and murder rates have doubled. While homicide rates while homicides may be higher, if you take a wider look at crime in general, numbers show while the population has been growing, overall crime rates have been dropping. Looking at crime rates for the last few years, the rate has been nearly flat though the perception that crime is rising is pervasive. So far in 2023, there have been five homicides. While homicides may be higher, if you take a wider look at crime in general, numbers show while the population has been growing, overall crime rates have been dropping. The federal government requires police departments to track what they call, quote, part one crimes, these include homicide, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, burgl burglary, theft, car theft, and arson. In the 1990s, the rate of Part 1 crimes was about 700 crimes per 10,000 people. In 2020, it was about 330. That's a 53% drop. Geist's disingenuous campaign also compelled former Lincoln Police Chief Tom Cassidy to do a fact check. The details are as follows. Quote, But 37% is a one-year increase in homicides from 8 to 11, cherry-picked to create alarm. In truth, homicide numbers vary greatly from year to year and have little to do with who is mayor. For example, during Republican Mayor Mike Johan's first year in office, Homicides increased from 0 to 9 and then dropped to 4 the next year. Same with robberies. In one year, 2021 to 2022, robberies increased 10%. Yet in the previous year, 2020, 21 robberies dropped 20%. The attack ad cherry-picks these numbers but fails to note the crimes that went down last year. Residential burglary stolen bikes, business burglary, theft from vehicles, aggravated assault and rape and attempted rape. All in all, the five-year 2018 through 2022 analysis by the LPD reveals that violent crime is down 22%, property crime is down 3.2%, and miscellaneous crime is up 4.9%. Mayor Learon Gaylor Baird correctly contended at a small business forum that Geist's false portrayal of Lincoln as a, quote, crime-ridden, crime-infested underworld is bad for small business. Quote, that hurts your businesses, and it hurts our ability to attract people to this city as employees to your business. Susan Geist is simply too extreme for Lincoln. She doesn't share our values. <clears throat> and uh, says here, are you fed up with the MAGA Republicans? Uh, the mass shootings, the abortion bans, had enough? You can do something about it. 
and then it goes on to give a pitch for uh, voting and who to vote for. And, and if you want to read that article in full, it could be found under the headline Debunking Susan Geist's Mendacious Claims. Mendacity. That's what Big Daddy didn't like in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, which means uh, dishonesty. And yeah, that can be found on uh, denniscrawford.medium.com uh, under that headline, Debunking Susan Geist's Mendacious Claims. Then there was mentioned the funding. This is also from Dennis P. Crawford. Quote, Based on publicly available reports, 59% of Geist's $1.87 million came from the Peed family alone. That's uh, Tom, Sean, SHG, and Dormy Peed. When you include Pete Ricketts, Carl Whitney, Stonebrook Exteriors, and Mike Hilgers, that figure rises to $1.43 million or 76% of all the money contributed to her campaign. And let's see, on the, that's linking to Twitter. And uh, it's a comment on, and it's got all the figures laid out, all the donations, long chart, there's a comment here. It says, uh, Is it good for democracy when a handful of rich blanks, can't say that word on the radio, can simply buy public office? And there's a, or you can uh, vote on that there. Here's another article from KLKN-TV. Geist and Gaylor Baird talk abortion policing in debate focused on black community. This is from April 24th, 2023 by Mackenzie Johnson. Lincoln, Nebraska, KLKN. The Clyde Malone Community Center hosted its first debate ever Monday between this year's candidates for Lincoln Mayor. Ishma Youssef Valenti, the moderator, said the problems that black Lincolnites face aren't always brought up in mayoral debates. Quote, we came together to offer that opportunity for the people to be able to hear firsthand what the mayors have plans for policy-wise to help the black community in particular, Valenti said. Mayor Learon Gaylor-Baird and Susan Geist were both in attendance on Monday night. After Gaylor-Baird brought up Geist's voting history on abortion in the legislature, Geist was forced to address the topic. Quote, <clears throat> Those of you who are African Americans, let me speak to you. You are 4.78% of our population, but 21% of abortions are from your community, 
Geist said, 20 million of you have been aborted. Is that positive for your community? No, it's not. End quote. She said her heart hurts for the African-American community. That's why I'm pro-life, Geist said. It's not because I want to restrict women. It's because I want you to be free. End quote. Gaylor Baird shot back. Wow, you heard my opponent talk about freedom and what's good for you in her judgment, Gaylor Baird said. It is clear that she believes the politicians should be making those decisions instead of you. I don't call that freedom. End quote. Both candidates also spoke on the subject of policing and how they would ensure that minorities aren't targeted. Gaylor Baird said she has worked with the Lincoln police chief to add body cameras and in-car cameras to hold both police and those they interact with accountable. They take part, oh, quote, they take their roles very seriously and they work to police our communities equitably, she said. As part of that commitment, they are committed to ongoing implicit bias training, making sure they are working to prevent bias in traffic stops and police contact with black and Latino residents. Geist said she wants to hire more police officers and get them on the streets. She said policing was a main concern of the constituents she met with. Quote, One of the things we talked about was making sure that law enforcement understands the difference of culture as they're going into that culture, Geist said. The candidates also spoke about increasing economic opportunities for minority business owners and being inclusive to refugee and immigrant communities. And that article can be found on klknTV.com under the headline Geist and Gaylor Bear Talk Abortion, comma, Policing in Debate Focused on Black Community. Then I have uh, from seeingrednebraska.com Susan Geist is not qualified to be mayor. It's from April 16th, 2023. There are plenty of reasons to oppose Susan Geist for mayor of Lincoln, from her push to repeal background checks and training for guns and full repeal of Lincoln's firearm ordinance, says, to her lie to women bill that passed into law and now requires doctors to give pregnant people bad information that could kill them when they get abortions. For today, though, we want to focus on a more basic reason to oppose Geist. She is simply not qualified to run a city. Geist grew up with every advantage and today lives in a home valued at about two to three times the median home price in Lincoln. She might have used her advantage to do so much good in the world. Instead, she dabbled in vanity MLM work 
before using vast sums of Ricketts' money to beat a lifelong public servant and war hero in her run for state senator, then used her newly acquired st stature to start a failed news site. Nothing in her limited experience seems to have resulted in empathy for working families or any ideas for civic improvement. Let's take a quick look at Geist's work background and the kind of qualifications she seems to think position, position her to lead our capital city. <clears throat> and when it says uh, worked in MLM, that uh, stands for multi-level marketing sort of a pyramid scheme where you try to rope in people to sell your product and buy your product and the higher up you are in the chain the more the money goes to you and the lower you are in the chain the more you're pressed to buy the product and find people to buy the product and find people to sell the product otherwise you're stuck as uh, Marx said that being Groucho Marx you can get stucco Oh boy, can you get stucco when uh, selling real estate in Florida. But of course, with multi-level marketing, oh boy, can you get stucco if you got lots of product you're forced to buy and uh, can't sell it. All right. Geist's run for the legislature was bankrolled by Pete Ricketts, who likely came to be aware of Geist due to the fact that her husband is a financial manager for rich people. Prior to that run for office, very little in Geist's background would flag her as a person with any professional experience or other credentials for office. Despite the fact that the Omaha World Herald described Geist as running, quote, a Lincoln company that sells clothing, according to her LinkedIn account, Geist's career prior to Ricketts plucking her from the either of her $700,000 plus East Lincoln home, mainly cons consisted of working as a, quote, style consultant for two companies, CABI and Hilburn. <clears throat> Both of these companies are multi-level marketers, uh, MLMs, multi-level marketing companies, or as they called them back in the day, uh, pyramid scams. They work by suckering people to buy expensive inventories of their product, CABI requires the purchase of starter inventories of a minimum of $1,000 and up to $6,500 and to directly sell the product to friends and acquaintances. When this becomes an untenable way of making money, the person often then turns to recruiting additional dupes to be, quote, style consultants, unquote, to earn commissions off of those sales. MLMs, multi-level marketing companies, are notorious for exploiting women without much career opportunity, and the majority of people who get involved with them end up being either a dupe, an exploiter who has climbed the pyramid by recruiting other dupes, or at a min minimum, someone who obnoxiously pushes their essential oils or protein powders into friends and family. What about this experience? which she is running on, not against, foretells wise leadership. Geist lists for, quote, honors and awards on her website, 
the last two, Emerging Leaders Program and Darden University State Legislative Leaders Foundation, are actually the same item. The Emerging Leaders Program is run by what Geist is calling the Darden University State Legislative Leaders Foundation, except there is no Darden University. The State Legislative Leaders Foundation is hosted at the Darden School of Business at the University of Virginia. One would assume that an attendee at the four-day conference in 2018, which was held on the historic University of Virginia campus in Charlottesville, would be aware that she was at the University of Virginia, founded by Thomas Jefferson, and not at a place called, quote, Darden University. But apparently... This was not the case, as she has recorded it this way more than once. And as for the Council of State Governments, you are automatically a member of that organization if you are a government official. To be fair, Geist has also worked in her field of training, kind of. In late 2021, Geist, who apparently has a degree in journalism, became the CEO of a new media empire in Nebraska called Sunrise News. Except it turned out that her business partner, Fletcher Reel, had previously pled guilty to contributing to the delinquency of a minor and annoying and molesting a minor, charges that stemmed from his kissing, harassing, and groping a student when he was a high school teacher in California. We assume Geist did not knowingly partner with a sex pest convicted of targeting his minor students. Sadly then, CEO Geist's investigative journalism skills apparently failed to reveal this background, and it was up to us here at Seeing Red Nebraska who had to point it out. The media site failed immediately after its launch. And uh, I'll add myself that they are also giving uh, a new home to Chris Baker, who was fired from KFAB for posting a picture of some Australian Aborigines doing a dance for some tourists and uh, saying that was the reaction to the uh, Derek Chauvin verdict, finding him guilty of uh, murdering uh, George Floyd. Anyway, uh, yes, the media site failed immediately after its launch. We don't believe that a lack of professional experience per se is disqualifying for office. We would love to see a parent who left the workforce to raise kids run for office, and we would expect that person to have a lot of other experience to show for themselves. Ideas for childcare, supporting working parents, improving our schools, building affordable family housing, improving health and nutrition for Lincoln's kids. We would want to see what lessons they learned from the hustle, how to end the exploitation of parents looking for side gigs, what community resources would help families dependent on one income. Geist offers none of this. Her candidacy is not the candidacy of a person who built community while depending on wages. It's just her latest questionable vanity pursuit bankrolled by rich men. And that article can be found on seeingrednebraska.com under the headline... Susan Geist is not qualified to be mayor. And this has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening. And now, This Town by the Go-Go's. <laughs>